Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 182, How Suffering and Seeking Reveal Love and Perfection with Claire Diamond. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Changeable. So my guest in this episode is the lovely Claire Diamond. I love talking to Claire. I could just, I love listening to her. I could just listen to her talk all day long. And I'm sure those of you who know her know exactly what I'm talking about. So I was really excited. We, um, Claire and I have worked together in the past. We did a webinar together years ago, uh, but it's been a while. So it was so cool to reconnect and to have this conversation. Uh, and the conversation initially, in my mind anyway, was was sort of around, um, I guess just a, a loose framework for it, was around something that Claire had written uh, a few weeks ago that I saw on Facebook around the gifts of suffering and the the way that our suffering it leads us or appears to lead us into seeking and searching and wanting more, of course, but how our suffering can also be the end of seeking and searching because, you know, we go down these dead ends all the time, all the time. We, we think we know what's going to finally do it, what's going to finally bring what we're looking for. And when it's, me as this little separate me thinking I know what's going to make me okay, it's, a, it's destined to fail. It literally can't not fail because it's a me looking for something that, that, that isn't, is not only already present, is not needed, but there's this little me character feeling like, oh, I need to be okay. And the definition of this separate me character is that it's not okay, you know? So, we talk about it a little in this episode. I love, I love just seeing how, you know, it's so cliche. Like we kind of all know, oh yeah, the the job and the money and the relationships and the the body and all of that. They're not going to give you what you want. But there's so much deeper. There's so much of a deeper way to see that. There's so much more to that. That's really, really mind blowing and really does, in my experience, put the end to the search as we see that more clearly. So I love that Claire and I could talk about that, that she she wrote this piece um, that was really, I just loved it. It was so great about, um, you can follow her on Facebook and, and see it there. She posted it in mid-December around, yeah, just how all of this suffering is such a gift that wakes us up to the fact that it's the 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 whole illusion of separation is just an illusion. It's just a misunderstanding. So in our conversation, we talk about that some, but we also just went some amazing places. We talked about um, about what's been most impactful for her over the past few years, which I was excited to hear. Uh, we talked about how we aren't in control and this idea, she calls it no self-accountability of truly seeing that everything is playing out in this experience here and it's as we know different all over the place you know it's different it's different for everyone who claims it and and as she says everyone who has custody of it 
it plays out differently, but it is just what's playing out that we aren't making it happen. And the freedom that's found in, in just having that sense of accountability for that. Um, we talked about so many, so many great things. So I'll let you listen to the conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Claire's awesome. And I really highly recommend checking out some of her stuff. If you're not familiar already, her books and her courses, because they're really excellent. So enjoy this conversation with Claire Diamond. Hi, Claire. Thank you so much for coming on Changeable. Oh, thank you. I'm so so glad to be here with you. It's been ages since we've had a proper conversation. I know. I'm delighted. Yeah, me too. Thank you. It's, um, I know it's been a while and I think I mentioned to you, I, I get a lot of requests or I have recently, especially like you should have Claire on your podcast. So really happy to do this. (laughs) <laughs> so um yeah so there's so much we could talk about um but but one thing I thought I, I loved something that you posted around Christmas time around um around the gifts in suffering and pain and what some of this suffering and seeking and I think those are kind of the same thing in a lot of ways when we're yeah. seeking we're suffering and when we're suffering we're seeking a way out of yeah. that you know um but but what we can see in that, like what that can can drive us toward. So yeah, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe a good place to start is just like, what is this seeking and searching about? Like what are we what are we looking for and why why are we looking for something? Oh, a lovely question. Oh Big my question. gosh, a lovely question. <laughs> it it seems to me what we're looking for or or the or the 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 seeking are, like is embedded from the moment that there's a a thought i am separate from the intelligence of life or from consciousness or from pure being or or, or from this moment i'm i'm an isolated being that somehow has to control myself, control the world to be okay. And, and I think the seeking is coming from, it can't, we can't not seek while we believe that's what we are because we're looking for that sort of Im- immersive joy and, and to- like, total love that we were born as. We're looking for that. So it makes total sense. So I, th- I was thinking the other day that seeking gets a bad name, but actually it's totally logical and there's an energy in it that it seems to me when we meet the teacher that resonates with us, that allows that seeking energy to be understood for what it is, which is a the inevitable result of believing we're something that we're not it can it can sort of be harnessed in a way this the seeking to return return the mind back to what's true i think i love that i i was thinking uh, a couple of days ago about this idea of feeling like a fraud or just feeling like something's off and how that can feel like 
like, oh, why do I have this feeling? What's wrong with me? But I love what you just said. It's like, no, we are fraud in a sense. Yeah, 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 like what so- that's waking us up to is, yeah, something is yeah. off. You know, <laughs> we're thinking this is it and something is off and, and we should feel that way. So yeah. I love that, how it just brings us back. It's completely logical, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's logical that we feel off. Yeah. And then we try all these things to try and not feel off. All the behavior comes from that, like all the relationships that we cling on to that are not serving anything or the, or the habits that are numbing the mind or the distractions, you know, all of these things to try and not feel off. But the feeling off is so good, <laughs> so right, because it's so full of information about, about the illusion that's being created in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love how you say it's logical. It is, it makes, it it just is perfect. It's kind of what has to happen in a sense. And I think that gets to be hard to see because we're so used to good and bad and I want to feel good and I don't want to feel bad, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. man, it's tough to see when we're, when we're experiencing something that feels like suffering it's so hard to see the logic in it, but so beautiful how you're saying to get to kind of back up a bit and see this fuller picture of what's happening. Yeah, because again as well, the, that attempt to feel good and to get rid of the bad feelings, that's also so logical when, when the mind is identified with them. Yeah. You know, the, these like these bad feelings are saying something about me. And that's intolerable. You know, and so I have to get rid of them. And so instead of investigating what it is that's actually being said and and seeing how impossible it is that that's true, all the effort and energy is in trying to get rid of these these feelings and this yeah, we, like really trying to seek out the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, isn't it? But we just can't ever do it. We can't ever do it. It, it will never be found. We're, it, it's, it's, a, it's a search that keeps building itself more and more and more. And, and we sort of spiral down. I think we all have experience of that when we, the harder we try to feel better, the more it seems that we get rebuffed or rejected or, and so, and then we try harder and then the world rejects us more and we spiral down and down. And it has to be that way because the, the rejection is coming from that place of insecurity, isn't it? It's, it's not actually objectively out there. It's a projection of, of that low moment, that distortion I'm in right now. And then, and so this spiral down can only be stopped, it seems to me, by a, by a, by a coming into the present, by, by a coming into the body and feeling what the body's feeling and seeing what the mind is creating and seeing what's at stake in terms of our identity and our, our sense of what we are. And, and then we're, then we're in a different, a different realm, really. Yeah. I think just hearing you say that, it's so, 
so clear in this moment, but so easy to miss that this in, in that looking for something as a, as a me who's not okay and needs something, it's literally impossible to, for that to be satisfied. And I think, yeah. you know, it sounds a little cliche because we all say, oh, you're, you know, we're on this hamster wheel and you're never going to get what you're looking for. But truly, <laughs> it yeah, is yeah. literally impossible because we're literally starting from that place of I'm separate and not enough. Now find me yeah. something to make me feel better. Yeah. It can't be. <laughs> no, yeah. no, because the starting from that place we're, we're literally starting from, I am separate from this thing that I think I want. And the more effort I put in, the more rigidly in my mind I'm making that separation. So, so the more effort that I put into trying to get the thing I want from that place of um, insanity, really, you know, it's a big word, but we all are it you know, like you said, from moment to moment, we just, the more effort, the more endeavor is just pushing the thing further and further away. It's, yeah, it's impossible. And reinforcing that there's a problem that, you know, yeah. or that there's, yeah, something lacking, something separate. Yeah. 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 So, so I love that word insanity. So yeah, say a little <laughs> bit about that, like, um, yeah, what what's this presence and the and the sanity? Say say a bit about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I use it I use the word insane a lot. Really a lot. And I and I think people who's who start listening to me like with me start like they think like it's almost like it's confronting because I think it's it's actually our, one of our worst fears, isn't it? That our, our mind will go that we'll lose control essentially is our worst fear like we won't have control and so to think about being called insane is deeply confronting but actually really when we hang out a little bit in this and start to see every single time that we're believing something that's not true in that moment we're operating out of reality and and there's so much embedded in the idea of ourselves as a as an independent objective controlling doer that is completely impossible illogical insane that so much of the time from even even the slightest idea of control is 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 impossible and so we all are insane a lot of the time and there's degrees within that of how how far from reality the mind has gone and and, and how um and how behaviors reflect the the extent of that delusion so yeah, so we, we like we see it, don't we, all over the world, like the sort of extent of, of this um separation from love, I think really is what we're what separation from freedom, separation from peacefulness. And it's 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 built in to the belief of ourselves as as the decider, I think. That's where it comes from. 
And so I think it's helpful to call it out, like to make it really a everyday word because it, we are all everyday insane from time to time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm curious what your experience with sharing this with a lot of people is of um, of seeing that, of leaning into this this fact that we aren't the doers of things. You know, yeah. I mean, because I know I like that there's a range, like you said, it can be very confronting yeah, yeah, and, and it can, and then it can also be, and it can feel, yeah, like just totally ex- our biggest fear coming true. And then it can feel yeah. like the biggest relief in the world. Like, oh, thank God, like none <laughs> of this yeah, is on yeah. me and it never <laughs> has been, you know, I mean, it's just, I don't know, I'm guessing it's a similar thing. It's just so crazy to see like how all over the place we can, yeah. we can be as we wake up to that. Yeah, yeah, totally. The Whenever I get an email saying, oh, hi, Claire, I've, I've got a question about your book, Real, 100% of the time, I know what the question is going to be because it's always about the chapter on you are not in control. And it's about how we have custody of this experience and of everyone that appears in our life and every circumstance. But we're not, there's not a self that is in control of any of it. There was no, there was no me or no Amy deciding what was learned age two, three, four, five onwards. And there's no Claire or Amy deciding what's believed. It's just believed. And all behavior is coming from what's been learned and what's believed. So there's, there's literally no Claire or Amy in control of behavior. There's no Claire or Amy in control of emotions or thoughts or beliefs or learn nothing, none of it. And yet we're all of us, I call it no self-accountability because I don't have a better word yet for it, but there's no self-accountability for the, the entire universe as it appears within us because it's ours. It's, it's, it's appearing as a result of everything that we're, believing what were the meanings that we're making the associations the um everything the distortion that we have is is creating this world in this way you know like you're my version and i'm your version Mm -hmm. and everyone listening to this they have their version of us um so they so we've all got custody for that but we're not there's not a me in control of it. And um, I think that's that I think it's the hardest thing to for us for the mind really to grasp because the mind is the the basis of all our belief in the world, I guess, in ourselves is built on the basis of an individual self that's in control of its actions, that's deciding. So any, it's interesting, any time really, it's like it's the sort of thing that when, we, when you have a conversation with someone about it, it seems impossible, you know, like it's, it's confronting and weird and nonsense. And 
because in that moment we're like sort of very conscious of being a me, being a self. But yet when we're doing something, when we're writing or we're out walking or running or playing, so obvious there's they're like that in that moment there's no one doing anything really no it's just yeah. happening and um like speaking now who's speaking that like no one is deciding these words and no one's doing the listening it's really it's it's so enormous that it reverses every single every single system that we have going on about doership and, and responsibility and, and like our whole prison system is built on a, a complete error, really, isn't it? Yeah, so the word accountability in there, you know, that's something that's just been so associated with doership, yes. you know? So, so I yeah, love how yeah. you say that, like no yeah. self-accountability. I mean, really what you're saying is like, just you tell me, but like, it's so hard to even put into words, but like you said, you said it well, like just seeing that literally every single thing, it's not even a projection because it would be a projection from a me. It just is. (laughs) It's just, it's just what's showing up and appearing. Is that kind of what you mean by accountability? Yeah. 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 And, and, and as I see it, it's unique to each form. Yes. So, so, so life, which is what we are really ultimately without life, where's Claire, where's Amy? Life, so the truth of us, the life in this tube, we call it a tube, <laughs> this mind body in this form now has a, a a sort of a, a series of of, of sensual um, or sensory um, apparatus that create a version of the world, and and it's it's unique to every form, and there's obviously lots in common by the form because the apparatus of um, perception are similar and the limits of perception are similar, but it's nuts. Like we, th- we so think that we're, there's a me in my head here looking out on an objectively separate out there world when it's not the entire thing is happening within a brain that is not being controlled by any any doing self (laughs) it's just it's just what is appearing and and so accountability for that and I said I know I haven't got it quite sort of refined really but as I see it there's a there's a localization of life or consciousness in this form and 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 it's that localization that creates accountability for everything that the form perceives, everything that the form does. Without that, I, I think spirituality starts to become a, a get-out clause for, a, for 
protective ego behavior. Yeah. And it's almost like accountability full stop. Not like, mm-hmm. not like accountability now, now there's something to do about it or, you know, yeah. there's no therefore yeah, yeah. and this and that after it. It's like, I love like, that. This, like this is what yeah. it is. Yeah. I love that in me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like ultimate. It's, yeah. it's sort of accountability from the source. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I hadn't thought of it like that. It's lovely. So, so this appearance that's created apparently in a brain, right? Of separate and me. And we all, we feel these physical contractions in our body, which tells, which our brains, I don't know, it's just may not be literally true, but it's like a, a mind is saying, Oh, I feel this. And this is me. It's like every little physical thing that's felt feels mm-hmm. like it reinforces this idea of a separate yeah. me that lives right here. Yes. You know? Yeah. 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 So, Ah, so, so there's so much in, we can open our eyes and feel it that way and see it that way and see objects and all of that. And I think there can also be this perceptual shift Mm. where it doesn't appear that way anymore. Maybe forever, maybe just for periods of time, which probably many of us have experienced those even just short-term kind of glimpses of like, oh no, there's there. It's not all coming from here. Seeing up, you guys can't see my hands listening to the podcast. (laughs) It's not all in this little body coming out of these little eyes. It's like the, it's like the seat shifts in a sense. And it doesn't necessarily go to another seat, but this seat right here in this little body seems to go away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even know. I don't have a question. <laughs> I'm just. Well, I, think, I think that's the ultimate shift because, because the, because it, because it seems to me like we're, we're from, from the moment that the self-concept arises and it, and, and there's a lot of authors who write about that arising of a of a separate self idea as being an evolutionary advantage you know that that it becomes like there's more identification with the form um and there's so and there's more um incentive really for the prolongation of it It, it's it's like there's like an advantage i guess there must be an advantage in it otherwise it wouldn't have like a physical advantage it keeps you survival focused or something yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and um and so from the moment that happens that self-concept once it's embedded in the mind is reinforced by everything around it isn't it like you like it getting told off for drawing on a wall when we're three and meet like from onwards onwards we're the doer and we we're to blame and we're um we're in charge we should be in control and 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 it just keeps getting reinforced over and over and over again and and i think i think particularly when childhood is rocky and and insecure and fearful there's that blurring between the physical survival and then this this self-concept starts to form in a very precarious environment Mm -hmm. and it gets embedded with all the all the vigilance and the and the behaviors that are really at that time necessary for survival and that just 
can continue and it and it and because when the more we're, we're believing it the more it continues the more our behavior reflects that the more the world reacts in the way that we expect it to and and the whole identification of ourself continues unquestioned and with, and the suffering adds to it and and the belief just becomes more and more embedded and and what you're describing there is is that like sort of I love that sort of shift of chair is is really a shift of perspective from out of identification into seeing identification, like watching it happen, really seeing reactions, seeing the whole system seize up when when there's a possibility of, of rejection or confrontation or attention or lack of attention, you know, whatever it is. And, and that seeing of it all playing out, that to me is presence. And that's what we really know. That's that's the mind settling into this sort of witnessing space, consciousness or awareness, whatever we want to say. Is it's now it all starts to become available. It was never available before. It's just lived as truth. Now it's available for inquiry or support or help or talking about or you know whatever it is that will um create more and more space within it I think yeah in your personal experience over the last several years of exploring this um I want to ask like what that's what it's looked like but you know, we can listen to things like this and have these conversations. Um, has it been a little more experiential for you of like practicing inquiry and things like that? Or I'm just curious what that's been like for you. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's the, the I think the big shift really has been, you know, like we started mentioning um, about the gifts in a way of, of how, of suffering and, um, I think that's been the biggest experiential shift is that my whole life suffering was taken at face value mm-hmm. of I'm feeling awful and feeling lacking or unworthy or alienated or isolated, whatever. And that's because of who I am or how, you know, what they are. And, and it's, because it, you know, there's something wrong with me, and 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 so there's sort of withdrawal and protection, and the, the whole patterns kicking in. But I think the moment that suffering starts to, when 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 there's when there isn't physical survival at stake, and yet there is this sort of clench as though it is, like like really like that sort of third in the stomach and like breath and because there's something so enormous at stake you know and it could be something so simple as seeing you know friends out on Facebook and you haven't been invited or something but still the reaction is like a sort of survival reaction um that that's so key that's been really like oh such such freedom in that to see the suffering is saying, you know, 
come home. Don't like yeah. get sane about this. Like see what see what looks to be at stake. Our whole our whole self seems to be threatened, but the self that's threatened isn't doesn't even exist. Um, so good, great that it's threatened. Bring it on, you know. Let's have more of that rejection and indifference, and because it's showing over and over and over again what's being held onto that is is just weighing us down so much. And that's so that's that I think has been the thing that's made the biggest difference. Really, is it's not something to avoid and. Um, it's something to welcome in. Yeah, I love that. And I agree. I think that's just, it's just like you said in what you wrote, like it, that's where the suffering, this feeling can feel like this suffering that's just the worst thing that could happen. But when we just keep seeing the nuances, of, like see what it's really truly showing us, it's your ticket to freedom. It's like yeah. such a gift. And yeah. there's so many levels at, at which we can see that. Like I think, because I know you and I years ago, you know, we heard from the three principles, like, oh, you're feeling your thinking. Well, that was enormous. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. It's just my thinking. It's not yeah that they didn't invite me. It's not that there's a problem with me, but there's so much deeper to see that. Like it's, yeah, yeah. it's not your thinking. <laughs> it's thought arising, claiming it's you and yours. And it's that, it's like you said, there's just so much depth in that, yeah. that we all get to just keep seeing more and more. And that's what I love about this too, is it's like, we kind of come into this exploration wherever we come in. And it just, I don't know, in my experience, it just keeps deepening and widening yeah. and like wow I thought I saw it and wow there's so <laughs> much so yeah, much more to just get obliterated the rest of our lives yeah really yeah, yeah. and on, on that Amy because because I think what's really um like ironic in a way is that the the the, the clearer it is that there actually isn't a self-identity that has to be protected, then it takes us, like the, the freedom in a way is the freedom of, of learning and, and just like being more immersed in the world, being more intimate with people and with situations and things because the, because so say so say that example I used of, of not being invited out with a group. When 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 that revolves around a self identity, that's horror, and and we have to we get offended or we distance ourselves or we. Um, <clears throat> it, but some sort of protective behaviour has to happen because the identity is in sort of shock. But when when we see that and we think okay. There's nothing actually to protect. And then we can actually ask people, you know, I would have loved to have come out. Did you not think to, you know, can I come next time or whatever, you know, like we can find out information then, which, which comes back, I think, to no self accountability then is, is that the whole system is learning how to go deeper into the world, how, how to form deeper friendships, how to know our work better, how to, 
you know, be more present with client. You know, it's, it's sort of drawing us in, not not putting us in some ivory tower. It's like deeply humble, I think. I think that's so important because it can really seem like the opposite. Like, oh, if there's no self, who cares? If no one's doing it, why bother? And, you know, that's all stuff that comes up. And I love that. It's so, it's like, it appears to be built into this, that there is this, this momentum toward learning and thriving and whatever we might call it. It's just so we don't have to manage it all (laughs) or that there's, you know, that it's, it's happening. Like you said, kind of through life, life is doing it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 I think it yeah, it 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 takes us to an acknowledgement that as a human form there are things required for thriving, you know, like we need water and we need food and we need exercise and fresh air and we need company and and sociability and interactions. It's it's like actually like ironically, I think it's so ironically that the deeper the spiritual understanding, the more, the more sort of real it gets in terms of a human form and its and its basic requirements to thrive. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So the the back to your three gifts. So we talked about <laughs> sanity, just like we're we're kind of the the screen not the movie like there's that there's the seeing seeing of what yeah. is seeing how the all the projection is working no self accountability um seeing that as well is it like wow this projection is just playing out you know it just is what it is and then and then the last one you talked about um is seeing that we're loved and I really yeah. want to say more about that so, um, yeah. yeah, so you said, I'm just going to read this for a second because I loved this. It's that reality is the manifestation of our beliefs and conditioning. It's all just what's playing out. We're not doing it. It the reality therefore appears in this way to allow all the learned ideas of what we are and what other people are to be seen and understood. So yeah, can you say a little bit Yeah, a little bit more around that? Yeah. So this is, um, this I think this sounds really woo-woo, but actually it's very logical, really. When because if we and I think this this like this goes back to the shift that you were talking about, that change of perspective, because when we're when we're fully identified with with all the mind's creations and there's the idea of a of a separate me that is needing to establish itself, to be loved, to be approved of, to be made whole in this separate objective world. That is a continual fight with ourselves, really. It's, it's a continual fight within the mind against its own projections, against its own creation. Like, creates a world and then fights it <laughs> over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that fight, that battle is absolutely exhausting. It takes all the resources. It takes all the attention. And 
the whole of our lives, it seems to me that the whole purpose of our lives, the way everything appears, is to reveal that fight, to show that fight for what it is, because nothing can appear without it having come from somewhere within, in a way. It, you know, it's, it's something that has been learned. It's, it's a, even the words that we use, the labels that we put on things have all been, it's all coming from within, even though it looks subjectively out there. And so reality is continually offering the opportunity for all the layers within us that are obscuring the truth of what we are to be seen. It's like, it's like the internal made external. So it's the internal manifested outside. And all those layers are the things that are obscuring the pure unconditional love that we are. Which is why each appearance of reality is a gift. It's like a gift back to ourselves. So it's like it's sort of it's like like as if this is the design of it all. It's as, as, if, as if this is the purpose of life is to live believing we're not love and the pain of believing we're not love in order that as these layers are dissolved we realize more and more it's realized what we really are and and that seems to me the design of life and its ultimate purpose and um yeah it's 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 what we are, isn't it? It's how it's it's mad. It sounds really woo woo, but it's it's when we look at it, it's completely logical. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is, and it's so. You know, I think about about what we do when we're in that suffering. It, it at some point it wakes us up, hopefully, but and along the way, I'm sure things are seen and felt, and you know, uh, but the but the effort especially initially that goes into just like no I can't feel this and then that's mm-hmm. that's responsible for every habit addiction d- depression anxiety all yeah. of it you know and so mm-hmm. this is just so important like just even to consider just even to just flip that around and it's like if we stop pushing away or even while we're pushing away, if we can just have this sense of like, hey, maybe there's something else. Maybe yeah. this is revealing something or, yeah. you know, here to, to teach something or show something rather than it being a problem. It's like that feels like such an initial, super fundamental shift, even just a question for people to consider that points them in a totally different direction. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, that's huge. And it also makes me think of, you know, sometimes sometimes it feels like us or other people we know in the world where it's like, man, just cannot catch a break. (laughs) Thing after thing after thing, you know, feeling after feeling after feeling. And here you describe that. It's like, no, you caught your break. (laughs) Just have to see what's going on, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because when when it's seen like that, like, of course, it's inevitable it's going to, get worse and worse and worse yeah. like the the worsening is is the it's like in your face saying it's not there like you we cannot find peace or happiness or freedom there it's yeah. never going to be there and um and so it has to get worse it has to sort of ramp up and like blare it out in our faces 
that yeah 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 <laughs> yeah I know I love it what a great I mean I don't know just just to just to see like wow that it, it is so logical when we see it this way and who knows you know but but what what a beautiful way to live like it's all it yeah. all has this perfection behind it totally it really does yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And then, and then the whole thing changes from, from within us. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. I, yeah. I love this conversation, Claire. <laughs> oh, Amy, I love I, speaking with you. I know. I feel like we could just talk all day. But <laughs> I, uh, I'll share, um, I'll share all your resources and I really encourage people listening to just check out your work. It's just been so amazing over the last mm-hmm. several years to see all the people that, that you're helping and sharing this with and oh, just, just you. all that's opened up within you. It's uh, I don't know. It's just, it's really, really cool to see that. Oh, thank you. my love. thanks for everything, Amy. So, so nice to be here with you. Yeah, thank you. Okay. A few quick announcements for you. First, the next little school of big change course begins February 7th. This is the one you've been hearing about. Everything is completely new and updated. All the lessons, you keep them forever, all re-recorded, all my clearest and best teachings, everything that I've seen be most helpful and get right to the core of things for people over the last five years of leading this course is in these lessons. So if you haven't been through the school yet, this is an excellent time to do it. And if you have, it's a great time to come through. You can enroll at the littleschoolofbigchange.com to save your seat in the February 7th course. And if you're part of Student Access Plus, you get a 33% discount. Also, if you are a stressed out college student or academic, or if you know one, please check out the three-hour workshops that I'll be leading over the next couple Saturdays with Change Coach Sarah Lee. They're called Think Less, Accomplish More, a workshop for college students, academics, and intellectuals. And you can see those at dramyjohnson.com slash thinkless. They're very, very low cost and accessible to everyone. And they're going to be so helpful if you know a stressed out student or if you happen to be one yourself. Finally, if you want to help people end habits or find freedom from anxiety and worry, I would love to have you in the next Change Coach training. It begins January 27th. It is an amazing training. Super, super high amount of support guidance, feedback. It's very small. It's very intimate. It's the best training I've seen like this. No question at all. And there are a few spots left. So I will put the link in the show notes. It's dramyjohnson.com slash coach training. And if you want to talk with me about it, you know, it's a six month commitment. I'm happy to talk anytime. So just reach out.